Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. It's a brand new year and we've got brand new stuff to talk about. Joining me as always at the end of the week, Dwayne Generalissimo Patterson of the Hugh Hewitt Show, Master of the Universe, H-U-G-H-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com, the troll-free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners. Dwayne, um, have you checked your social security number yet? Have you have you updated your identity theft uh, package yet? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I should because I'm a Republican and I should because I wasn't a fan of the J6 committee, apparently. Um, yeah, we, we saw that news out of the Washington Post today that uh, apparently part of the final report isn't getting to the bottom of what happened on J6. The The final report is outing the Social Security numbers of, of Republicans in Congress. Yeah, Why? I have uh, no idea. Not just in Congress. Oh, yeah, just, um, I'm not sure it's in Congress. It was Governors like Greg Abbott, Christy Noem, Henry McMasters of South Carolina, people who had nothing to do <laughs> with the January 6th riot, not just the not just the governors, but their family members. Ben Carson's number got exposed, uh, even though he had nothing to do with the J6 riot. Um, and I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know how much more badly this thing can go for the J6, the previous J6 committee, but there's no reason at all, none whatsoever, right? To have these things in, uh, to have social security numbers in this at all. And the National Archives, according to the Washington Post, the National Archives warned them <laughs> that they needed to redact this information. And the National Archives, which is where the stuff originated, is pointing right back at the committee and saying, this was their doing, not ours. Yes, yes. For fortunately, we had an election in November, an election that resulted in a change of leadership in the House of Representatives. Did it? Did so, it? so so that Did we would it? have so, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I'm gonna challenge your assumption there. It hasn't so, changed so, leadership yet. <laughs> so so that we would potentially have a hearing to look into the committee looking into J6. We we could have had a, a, a January 6th committee investigation committee, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, we could if we had a leader. <laughs> yeah. We could. We actually had a House of Representatives that was uh, sworn in a meeting. We we don't have that yet, mm -hmm. um, but at least we don't have a J six committee either because that got that got uh, closed out with the uh, with the previous session of Congress. Yes, um, yes. we're going to get to the Speaker of the House thing in, in just a minute because uh, you know I I have mixed feelings on this whole thing, in part because of another article from the Washington Post this morning that uh, that. Uh, I, I, I sort of chewed on earlier today in the blog, but, um, but just to stick with this thing with the, with the social security numbers, what the hell are they doing with the social security numbers of Republican governors in the first place? What, what was it that they were, you know, how did those records relate at all to their, uh, I don't want to say jurisdiction, but to their, their mission, if you will in trying to figure out what happened on January 6th. Well, which... clearly, well, clearly um, every Republican involved um, that had their Social Security numbers released was uh, responsible for the secret code uh, talking to Americans all over the country so that they would storm the Capitol and, 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 and signal each other. And in all the secret texting that was going on, or in the chat bubble in whatever online game where they where they where they had their had their secret um, secret handshakes and secret uh, goings on back and forth, 
every Republican involved used their social security number as their password to get into that secret chat room so they could communicate. So that's that's clear. That's clearly what happened is they had to release the passwords uh, so that they could get into and find out what they were actually circulating to to instigate this riot. Yeah, the it, I mean, it's it's just it's it's stupid on steroids. It's stupid right. on steroids. And when you're releasing all this documentation, right? This is people who are claiming that the that that Trump violated norms, which you know, <laughs> frankly, he did. Okay, I don't I don't have a problem with that part of the argument. But if you're going to make that argument, maybe a good way of doing that is making sure that you're not violating norms when you release your report, like right. so, releasing social security numbers to the public. So when Liz Cheney, who I, uh, you know, uh, I esteemed greatly until Trump just basically completely diluted her mind, uh, when, when Liz Cheney signs that uh, signs that report as ranking member and says my democracy uh, and, and how much a threat our democracy is, and she's signing off a report that basically doxes people that had nothing to do with it, other than they may have voted for Donald Trump. I mean, that's 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 literally the only connection they would have. I'm not even sure Henry McMaster's false. And, 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 and that may not have even been the case with all of them. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, Noem's children, uh, their social security numbers got exposed, which means that for the next 70 years or so, they're going to have to make uh, use was, of. Was there was there a secret rally point of, of which part of the capital, the, the South Dakota uh, uh, caucus or tribe was going to attack from uh, i i mean it, it's just it's just it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous that they even had that information in the first place they never should have been given that information it wasn't germane to what they were doing i mean at this point why don't they just release their tax returns on well, everybody well i mean you know they they did that with donald trump yes they did um, didn't they they did do that with donald trump but i mean when you look at this Digging that deep into all sorts, I mean, it really does sort of undercut the idea that this was a laser focus on a threat to democracy from Donald Trump and the J6 rioters, right? I mean, if that's what you're laser focused on, why do you have Christy Noem's children's social security numbers in your hands at all? Look, at all? What, what, what this is, is it's it, it makes the J6 committee, it makes the Democratic Party, it makes the D.C. establishment, the D.C. liberal bubble. Um, it makes it makes them look like they view rank and file Republicans as as, you know, they're, they're, they, those those are the those are the true enemies of the people. And it's just I. I I don't want to say I don't want to say that you know they're they're treating them like you know Dan Crenshaw's calling the you know the 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 twenty members of Congress as as enemies, but um, look, it, it, but, but yeah, I think that that's what they I think that's what they were doing. I but think were, but that's but that's that's what they're doing is is they're not so much trying to go after Donald Trump as making being a Republican in, in public, you know, felonious conduct. Yep. That's exactly what they're doing. They're making it a felonious conduct. Um, all right. With that speaking, of course, the big story this week is the 12 ballots in, or 11, 11 ballots or 12 ballots, 11 ballots and counting. It'll be 12 ballots by the time this thing actually goes up on the website, I suspect. Um, is the 12th time going to be the charm? Now, no. broke out. <laughs> 
I didn't think so either, but, but no, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, no. Set, I'll set it up anyway. Last night, the word came out that there was a written deal or at least a yes. written proposal um, uh, of, of a series of concessions, which included some significant concessions that irritated the Washington Post um, uh, in, in terms of giving four rules committee seats to the Freedom Caucus, which is actually a pretty substantial concession. We'll discuss that in a minute, as well as concessions on voting for a balanced budget amendment, voting for term limits, uh, none of which are going to go anywhere, but at least gives an opportunity for, uh, you know, symbolic, um, uh, I don't want to say posture because those are actually pretty good ideas. Well, but look, there, there are some good things. You know, uh, uh, amendments have to be germane to the overall bill. It can only be a one subject bill. You can't, you know, they're, they're trying to scuttle the whole omnibus stuff. I mean, there, there's, there's good yeah, stuff. Regular that, order, that, regular order is a good thing. That's what we need to get back to. So I, here, I, I I'm very sympathetic to that. And, and I am too. Here's my problem with this. You're assuming when you do something like that, if if you're tactically going to make that move, right? Yeah. yeah. To me, you make that move if you've got 30, 40, 50 seat margin. Because if it gets contentious, if it gets ugly, if the civil war gets gets brutal, you can hemorrhage some in the next election and still remain in power and whatever changes you end up making you can you can hopefully have those changes last for a period of time my my biggest problem with this is look i understand the need to go to the mattresses and try to get back to regular order and all that kind of stuff but look at what the cost is, has been to this if they finally decide to come to an agreement which by the way kevin mccarthy didn't object to a lot of this stuff and never really had. It's not like Kevin McCarthy's Nancy Pelosi writing the bills himself in the in the in the in the conference room, right? He's, well, I think that that's I think that that was what that's not his. That's never been his thing. He's not a policy wonk. That's not his thing. He's a he's a politics wonk. No, he's not. He raises. Yeah, he raises money. He raises money. Speaks on behalf of Republicans. Does media I mean hits by, and gets Republican. That's what I mean by a politics wonk, not a policy wonk. A politics wonk. Politics wonk. Okay, yeah. I misheard yeah. you. He's a politics wonk, not not a not a policy wonk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi, you know, she'd go in there and she'd she'd start to say, "Well, this person's getting this amount of money. This 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 group's getting this," and she'd sit there and 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 she'd be have her hands in into the body of the Frankenstein crafting the thing. That's not what McCarthy's going. That was never going to be what McCarthy was going to do. So this objection to McCarthy as being this establishment elitist is just it's I I I always found that a little silly. Um, that said, so we're going to have this argument and we're going to have all these rule changes. And they're going to finally come together. Chip Roy apparently is going to, according to a lot of scuttlebutt, he's he's seen what he's like, uh, what was come out in, the, in this package, and he and a chunk of the twenty holdouts, not all of them, but a chunk of the twenty holdouts, um, they're going to take the win and they're going to they're going to go with it now. And that's that. So there's going to be movement and on this twelfth ballot, from what I'm being told. The problem is. Ken Buck from Colorado's out of town. He had a family thing that he had to do. 
um, there's another uh, legislator that's a freshman whose wife just had a baby, and and he's he's off on a paternity leave for the weekend. Well, and and to be fair, I mean everybody thought that this thing was going to be settled on Tuesday. So I, I mean, I'm they, not, they I'm planned. not yeah. right. I'm not yeah. mad at him at all. What I'm saying is there's there's like three or four McCarthy votes that are physically gone this weekend, saying, "Hey, I got a thing." I, I I'm, well, know, I think Democrats are going to run into the same issue. For the same Correct. reason, is that people people scheduled their lives around the idea. And, that and if that's the case, and it, and it's and it's on a par, then maybe we might get to something because the actual voting members overall is low enough that maybe they reach that threshold because it doesn't become two eighteen at that point. It, it can it can whittle down twelve something. Correct. Like that. It, yeah. it, well, that was it, my that was been that's been my idea the whole time is that they would kind of deal with Democrats. It, and it, again, if Hawking Jeffries was smart. And I think he is. I'm not saying he's dumb. I think he's a pretty, pretty adept guy. But the politics here is pretty clear. He can, he can, you know, he can twist McCarthy's arm and um, and trade off some concessions, maybe on subpoena power, on on committee, uh, you know, on, on committee, uh, you know, balance and that sort of thing. Oh, you could say he's, he's already 60, 60 of his members to stay home tomorrow. Right. So the, the threshold goes down to 188, you know. Right. You could say you could say that the Democrats have already won because and yeah, this yeah. was going back. This was going back to the point I was making is you're going for the purity of what the of what the role of Congress should be and how the majority and how the Congress should function. I OK, fine. I get all that. Great. You locked it in. At what cost? The cost possibly being you have so effed up your image as a party to being able to govern and being taken seriously by the American people that God only knows what damage you've done for 24. You only had a four seat margin. You're now going to gamble that Joe Biden is such a complete train wreck of a president, even though he was a train wreck of a president in 22 and you only picked up uh, a handful of seats to begin with. You're gonna try to gamble that four seat majority um on on this when if you lose the house because you've just shown that you were given the gavel and you couldn't even fumble it out of the out of the gate so if you lose the house because you went too far for the purity argument the democrats are going to come back in in 2025 with hakeem jeffries as speaker you think hakeem jeffries is going to say well you know all those reforms the Republicans did last Congress, you're right. That's the way things ought to be. We're going to keep that from here on forward. No, of course not. And that of course up, not. Brings me to the Washington Post argument. But before I get there, I, I just want to I want to say, look, I mean, I, I, I think that a lot of these things are actually a good idea. Um, the problem is, is that I'm not necessarily sure that any of these are really what is driving this. I think for Chip Roy and a couple of the others, it is. They want to end to <clears throat> omnibus um, bills. They want open amendments on on uh, on on bills on the floor. Um, and in order to do that, you have to break the speaker's grip on the rules committee. I mean, it's and only that's terrific. I understand that the the perception that's coming out of this is Chip Roy is Matt Gates's Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree because you've got. Chip Roy saying, well, we need we need some reforms. At the same time, you've got Dan Bishop, Matt Gates, a couple of these other guys. Ah, we'd never Robert. vote for McCarthy. 
uh, under any circumstances whatsoever, blah, 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 without having without having an actual agenda or a candidate who can get to 218 that they're backing, right? Right. So Chip Roy now risks looking at you threw away this. I understand you wanted the purity, but but you you now have a purity argument that you made at the cost of you. All right. You kept it. You let's, kept let's, it for 16 months. Let, let, let's talk about the the potential for damage because I think that's overblown. I really do. I mean, we're looking at this in the moment and looks stupid as hell, right? But I'll I'll tell you what this reminds me of, and you tell me how I'm wrong, okay? Do you remember when Ted Cruz did that incredibly stupid government sure. shutdown stunt in October 2013? Sure. Remember how we all said, "Oh God, this is." This is stupid. We're, we're blowing our chance to govern. It's idiotic. And they gained seats. <laughs> they picked up eight seats. Yes. A year later, they picked up eight seats. I don't think, I think that we're overestimating <laughs> the amount of damage that this is actually doing. I don't think that the American people really care that much about who's speaker. I also think that they don't care that much if the House actually gets sworn in on Tuesday or Friday or Saturday or Monday either. Okay. I think that they just it's not it's not addressing their concerns and i think that once you get past this you're going to get past it at some point here yes what's going to matter is what happens then what right then what so so you get past this chip roy gets what he wants the freedom caucus gets what they want and so they're going to get down to you you can still lose four right you can't lose five you can lose four yeah you can lose four on any vote on any vote, right? On, on any, vote. any vote that comes down to a party line vote, whoever the speaker is can only lose four votes. Yes. Right. Great. So right now, the only thing that this group of Republicans in in the last 48 hours, the only thing that this group of Republicans has been able to unite and vote as a as a group on is when to go is when to go home for the night. That's the, that's that, that's the only thing they've had consensus. It's right? not even that. It's just when they can take a break to do some more negotiating. Is Matt Gates is Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert going to go along with a rules package that no, the Freedom they're, Caucus they're wants? Clear that they're not going to do. They're not going to go along with any of this. Okay, so clear. So so even after they come up with McCarthy through through a whisker, if if they can get to it. Um, You've got Bobert, you've got Gates that are going to, that are that are all but and all good. But, and good. Okay, so on a rules package, on on a budget bill, on any on any on on the debt ceiling that's going to have to come down the pike on all well, these the debt ceiling is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare on the right. Debt. So but so on the debt ceiling on the debt ceiling, Kevin McCarthy can get Democrats. They're not going to come across the line without a real, without some real concessions to to get him in as speaker. But on the debt ceiling, he can he can get Democrats okay. to come across the line and, and pass but it. But the first time he does that, be, the first time he the first time he's got to cross over and do that, Most he's going to <laughs> he's going to have no confidence votes left, yeah. right, and sideways. Right. Yep. So you're right in 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 an abstract. I agree with you that this one week, if it were the only week like it, by the time you get to the election, it's not going to matter. If so, this shit goes on once or twice a week, every week, because you've got you, you, you've got a four vote margin and you've got six stupid Republicans 
that's bad math. And it's going to, it's this, this shit's going to keep pounding every day, every week, every month. And at some point, the American people are going to say, okay, well, this group is not a serious group. Well, and okay. So, that, so that's what I'm, I mean, does that make sense? It, it it's, makes sense. It's not a it Ted Cruz isolated incident. It, all, it makes sense also in the abstract. And, and so let me, let me posit something else because this is springboarding up this Washington post. It's all, you know, this is just awful. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is deconstructing the power of the speaker and it's awful. And all of these reforms are basically about opening up the process, right? Making sure that the speaker doesn't have the ability to shut down dissent and shut down amendments by uh, forcing his hand in the rules committee. The Washington Post writes about the rules committee about as though it's the it's the most sacred object in the halls of Congress because the speaker gets to pick every single member of that panel and has absolute control over it and ergo absolute control over the floor. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been looking at the last 20, 25 years of how the House operates under that sort of a system and it sucks. Well, right? and, and again, you can't, you can't address anything. The minority members can't address anything. And what else happens here is that makes every single bill a part a, a party line vote. Every single bill becomes a party line vote under that system. If you don't have that system, if you allow for open amendments, if you allow for that type of debate, you can get better. Uh, at least, at least there's a possibility of getting more bipartisan, moderate legislation. This is where I think that the the Freedom Caucus is really going to end up uh, seeing this thing backfire eventually. Is that you're going to see things trending towards moderation because you're going to have the ability to pull together bipartisan coalitions to pass bill packages using the amendment process to do it. And, you know, the Washington Post is talking about how the hardline extremists are going to take control. 20 people can't pass an amendment in the, in the house of representatives. Right. It gets, it gets too messy the way that the Republicans want to do it. Uh, it, It's going to be too messy and it's too hard to cover. It's it's, democratic. That's the the Washington Post, the Democrats, the darkness. Newspapers it's, says it's just it's too democratic. It's too it, it the bottom line is it's it's too expensive and it's too hard to cover it because there's too many different factions, there's too right. many different angles. Instead of having two or three congressional reporters that we can just have staked outside of Nancy Pelosi's office or Hakeem Jeffries' office or Steny Hoyer's office or whoever whoever it is that, that are the power brokers, they're there's four or five Congress people that really matter to the Washington Post. And we can assign two or three people to cover them. And we've got that covered. Now, all of a sudden, if you've got 435 members where, you know, instead of five people that matter, now it's it's 150 that matter. Oh, dear God, we don't have the budget for that. that I mean, that that's honest. If you really want to get down to it outside of the ideological partisanship of they like raw power and and they like raw power most when it's exercised by Democrats just for ideological reasons. But set that aside from a business model standpoint, that's what The Washington Post is objecting to is what's it going to cost, man? I mean, it's it's one J. Lepetta mean. What will it cost, man? What will it cost? I think that's part of it. I think the other part of this is that they just don't like anything that strips the power to dictate outcomes in Washington. I mean, democracy dies in darkness is a really ironic banner to be flying over this particular um, 
because in that because in that town it you've got to play the game it's a it, you know if if you don't if you don't kiss the right ring if you don't i mean there's a reason why every company that is worth a, a plug nickel in this country has a lobbying office a branch office in dc and that's that's not healthy that's not normal that's not the way it's supposed to be set up right no, but at least this time they're going to have to lobby a hell of a lot more people. It's going to, it's right going now to they're, cost they're, lobby, they're lobbying Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, and, um, and well, Kevin McCarthy, I guess, maybe at least for now. Uh, and that's Basi it. And basically, the, the majority leaders, minority leaders, and the whips basically is, is, yeah. is, is, is and, now they're, and, and now they're going to have to lobby a little bit more broadly. Correct. Uh, I mean, I'm willing to give this system a try. Maybe it sucks. In the next Congress, we can change the rules and and, and, and move it back. I but am too. So long. I that's fine. So long as they take the effing win and end this thing and get on with it. Now, this once is, they, this would be a win. This this deal would be a win. And it and, would be a win. But here's but here's what has to happen for this to pull off. You've got to now leave on Crank Island. Crank Island can't have more than two or three people on it. And if Crank Island is is, is got, if the mayor of Crank Island is is uh, Matt Gates, is I mean, it, 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 is it, are we really going to be into a congressional cycle where Marjorie Taylor Greene is the moderate compared to Lauren Boebert? He's actually the voice of reason this week. I'm I'm like checking my pulse. Uh, it, it's 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 a it's a weird world we're in. So yeah, very so, very strange world. So so the question is is if we're now if this is what the new deal is, the Chip Roy block, along with the rest of the Republican block. They have to vote as a block and they really they have no wiggle room because the cranks are always going to be cranks. And Chip Roy has got to do a lot of separation now and he's got to isolate from Matt Gates. Otherwise, if now that he's played footsies with him and used them to get what he wants, uh, if Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and 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 good and I don't know who else is is going to be left in that caucus, but. At some point, hopefully, even the ones that were the I hate Kevin crowd because they were making a, a name for themselves, they've got to look around and seeing all the chairs filling up with with the music stopping playing. Right. And, and if they're still standing, they they got to they got to find a seat in a hurry. Um, I'm hopeful that when this is done, Matt Gates is really a party of one maybe maybe one or two others but no more than that and the rest of that group the rest of that conference has to steamroll the matt gates upstarts and start getting stuff done otherwise if we start running into this 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 stag uh this stagnation this stalemate every single week on every big issue we're doomed you can have the greatest reform in the world but if you can't do anything let alone dump it in Mitch McConnell's lap. If you can't even get anything out of the house because you're fighting with yourselves the whole time and the Democrats have nothing to do with it, 
you're not going to be in power very long. And as soon as you lose power in 25, everything flips back to the Nancy Pelosi way, uh, except this time with Hakeem Jeffries, and you gained nothing. Yep. Yeah, right? I agree. I agree. Speaking of gaining nothing, do you expect that Kevin McCarthy is going to win on the 12th ballot here? No, and and we we start we start we started to talk about that and 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 never quite uh, uh, follow through the logic. The twelfth vote will result in more votes for Kevin McCarthy. I think Chip Roy will come across. I think you know five, six, seven of of that block of twenty will come across on the twelfth vote. I don't think there will be enough to get him to two eighteen. Because Ken Buck's not in the chamber. Um, uh, I, I can't. There, there's there. There was another freshman who just had a baby. Um, right. Who, yeah. You were talking about that. Yeah. So, so we're talking about that. So there's like three or four McCarthy votes that are short. Now I don't know if the Democrats are going to have a full house or not. If they do have a full house, and the Republicans are short, uh, and they're short McCarthy votes because of family obligations for the weekend, but then they're coming back on on Monday then this ain't going to get settled on Monday because you're uh, unless somebody somebody takes a two by four to Matt Gates and 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 you know hog ties them you're you've got to have you've got to have everybody else right every, everybody else on board so you could see movement towards McCarthy and get to um, you know he could get to 212 or 213 or 214 and you're waiting on three or four more votes to come back you could have a motion to adjourn for the weekend and then come back on Monday with a full house and then get this thing done Monday. That's what I think it will happen. You'll have a test vote or two. And at some point, the logjam is going to pretty much break and Chip Roy and everybody that's not named Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert are going to come over, probably. And then it, and they're going to do a head count and realize, OK, we're three votes short. But Ken Buck's flying back from Colorado and john james or i don't know who else it is but there's there, there's a handful of editors that weren't going to be around so what happens if it comes back and he's still at 201 on the 12th ballot Does there's still at that point hang it up and I, say no I, 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 that's not what i'm hearing from what i've been hearing especially with the with the potential chairs of the committees mike gallagher a lot you know a lot of the stalwarts a lot of a lot of the, the they are all in because they don't want to give up what they have. And they are the, the, the 20 that are supposedly against Kevin McCarthy. Only about four of them or five of them are really, and I hate Kevin or I'm a never Kevin person, right? There's right, there, right. it's, it's single digits or you can put on one hand and the amount of people that are never Kevin's the amount of people that are only, Kevin's is 50. Yeah. And so that's not, and, and so, and there, there's no indication that's budging yet. And if there's 50 only Kevin's, we could be here a while. We could be here a while. All right. Um, I know you got to get going here because you got something going on, but we do have one last major story that we've got to cover, okay. which is what happened on the field on Monday night football. Uh, Damar Hamlin, great news this morning. He's off the ventilator. Uh, we heard yesterday that he's awake. He's coherent. He was writing out questions, wanted to know who won the game. I don't know if it's been explained to him that they canceled the game. The NFL officially canceled the game yesterday. Um, 
But what did you make of that? What did you make of the debate that took place after that? And does it change your the way that you see the NFL? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm an NFL fan. I think you're an NFL fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, does it change the way you approach the game? Um, not really how I, it changes how I approach it. It just, I think everybody is now going to watch and there's always that sickening sensation in the back of their head. They know that at some point they're going to watch, they're going to watch a game and some, somebody's going to die on, on a field at some point. I mean, it's, it's well, it happened 50 it's, years ago, by the way, somebody did die on the field 50 years ago. I was not was not aware well, of that. You, that you, you, you and I are going to see in our lifetime, somebody's going to take a shot and they're, and they're not going to get up. Well, what was interesting about this is that it was a clean hit. Both players had good technique on this. They were, they had safe technique. The, the ball carrier led with his shoulder and his face up, right? Hit um, Hamlin in the chest. Hamlin had squared up against the, the receiver. This is a hit you'd see a yeah. dozen times or more in any one NFL game would normally be these not even players. Normal. These players are bigger, stronger, faster year by year. They're a little bigger, a little stronger and a little faster than they ever have been before. The speeds, they, the, the, the speeds at which they, they collide. I'm, it's just going to happen. And that's the thing is everybody's, everybody's going to, you know, they're going to go back and watch the game, but they're not going to forget this uh, anytime soon. And every time that there is a hit and somebody goes down in the back of their mind, they're going to be, Oh my God, is this, is this, is this it? Is this, is this the, is this the moment we're going to see somebody, you know, check out here. Um, And if the NFL, I, I don't think it can, without destroying it but at some point the nfl is going to be pressured by by outside groups to try to 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 make the game more safe and i don't know how you do you can do that you know like the like you know uh, adam and i discussed this it'll be coming up on mondays um because uh, we talk about you know the the way that people tried to shut down the debate over what might have happened right um you know the commotio cordis thing was like well it was commotio cordis without any real evidence that it was commotio cordis we don't really know what happened some people were saying was he vaccinated and oh you can't uh, talk about that I well mean, everything's speculation until, right. until you have data right so i mean right. commotio cordis is just as speculative as a vaccine you know as a vaccine related uh you know blood clot type of thing um but i mean when you have a you know a jack tatum daryl stingley hit right? You can look at that and deconstruct that and say, well, we need to make changes and penalize people for this type of technique, right? You know, when they, I, I, I mean, I remember watching the NFL when clotheslining was still legal, right? right? And you had neck injuries and they, and the, and the league finally put an end to that. Right. But if you put an end to the tackle that led to what happened Monday night, the game's over. The game is over. Absolutely. You may as well put flags on. And I suspect that we might be heading that direction anyway, but I mean, I do think it raises questions. It's, well, know, that's that that's know. fine. But now you you no longer have a Super Bowl. If you put flags on it, it's now it's now on ESPN eight the Ocho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and this is something that I think is, is 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 this is why I ask you as well as Adam is philosophically the reason why people watch this game is because it's violent. Yes, <laughs> because it's is because you have those high speeds and the hits and. You know, uh, it, all the stuff that they celebrate in the um, 
in the highlight reels at the end of every single um you know gameplay that's why people why that's honestly that's why people still watch boxing matches it's why they watch racing too i mean you run around around circle that's dangerous it's it's at really high speeds yes yes yeah yeah um there 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 is a there is a roman there is a roman gladiator um coliseum factor to it you know people people live vicariously through the through the there's a risk of death here that you know something bad could happen right yep well it's something to think about but fortunately it looks like hamlin's going to recover and he may not play again but at least he's going to recover, and it, it looks like he's going to be able to um, go back to at least having a normal life. What fascinates me, what fascinates me, is they're not finishing the game. I don't think that, you know if it was any other time in the season, I think they would have found a way to 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 put that game in. But they just don't have time. You'd have to change the entire playoff schedule in order to fit in an extra game into this schedule. Now, I mean, they were in week 18 of this is the first year that they went to 18 weeks too. Don't forget. I, I understand, but by canceling it, how, how do you seed it? Oh, it's you, you can seed it like it was a tie or you just go off of winning percentage. I mean, it's not optimal, but it's not, it's not that big of an issue. Well, I mean, there are times, I, there are times, there are times in the, in the major league baseball schedule, where you have rainouts that never get made up, and um, and so you, not in postseason. This isn't postseason. This is the regular season. Well, okay. In fact, there's one more regular season game going for everybody, and that's on Saturday and Sunday. This you know next two days, but I mean after that the playoffs start. When are you going to fit that in? Halfway through the week, you're going to have that team. Both of those teams are playoff teams already, so you're going to have them playing three games in seven days. Man up! Right after, right after you say man up, this <laughs> right after a player safety issue played yeah, out on the field so badly that it became a national story. Uh, it's just not possible. I mean, I said at the time, right off the bat, well, they're they're going to have to cancel this game and just you know have those two teams be one short in the call. So then, if that's the case, if that's the case, then what they if, if they're going to do it as far as as being fair about it, since that's going to be one less game of wear and tear on those on those athletes right not really got, they were actually playing the game they were in the first quarter but they were still playing the game okay you took 45 minutes worth of worth of of pounding, of pounding off of off of that uh, off of those two teams um why wouldn't everybody else get a buy for a week well then again then you're shifting all of the playoffs out another week um, you're eliminating the week between the uh, the conference championship. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it. it it's it, it, hey, it's life, real life isn't goofy fair. At this point. Life isn't fair. <laughs> Chapter, you know, two thousand six hundred and seventy-eight B. I mean, this is in in a series of not optimal choices. This is the least not optimal choice that the league has is simply to just cancel the game and go off of. I think every team, I think every team should have people on the rules committee. I think, I think uh, everything, everything should be open for debate. I think they should have, I think they should have uh, a ballots to decide whether or not to play every game. And and they keep having ballots over and over again until they, until they get to a majority of players. I think the New York Jets should get four seats on the rules committee. Be the first time they'd actually have an impact on a game. Uh, well, hopefully Jazz is watching all the way to the end of that one. And Jeff. Yeah, he's, he's, well, and our friend Garrity, too. 
and our friend Garrity as well. All right, Dwayne Gentilissimo Patterson, what's coming up on tomorrow's? Well, tomorrow, today's Friday. What's coming up on Monday's Hugh Hewitt show? Yeah, well, I know uh, it's either going to be Speaker McCarthy, or if it's not, we're going to be we're it's it's rinse and repeat, right? You going to do Matt Gates feature Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert? I am so done with that guy. I, I, I'm i sorry. It's not a Christian thing to say. I want to see Matt Gates on screen somewhere on fire. I'm done with this guy. <laughs> well, on that note, Happy New Year. <laughs> Welcome back in 2023. Uh, by this time next week, do you think we'll have a house speaker? Yes, I do. Um, okay. I, 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 think, I, think by, I think by the end of today... Especially if Chip Roy um, and, and a block peels off and we see movement towards McCarthy, I think the writing's on the wall. Then everybody's going to start truing up because they know they're not, you know, th this gambit uh, isn't going to pay off anymore. And they got to, okay, this is going to be the reality. I'm going to be here for two years. I better, I, I, I got to, I got to, Victoria Sparks isn't going to vote present. If, if Chip Roy comes back to McCarthy, right? Everybody's going to, you're not going to have Byron Donalds uh, voting for himself if Chip Roy comes back to, to McCarthy. They're all going to true back up. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Dwayne Jenling, Samuel Patterson, master of the universe, H-U-G-H-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com, the troll-free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners. And of course, uh, producer extraordinary, the Hugh Hewitt show, which you can watch on the universe live. If you're a member, if you're not a member, you can uh, listen on the AM radio dial. Dwayne, what should people do if they can't find the show on the AM radio dial? Uh, you bring in a, uh, you bring in a, a, um, a wide receiver and, uh, and the paddles. And you say, we're, we're going to test this theory out once and for all go, go along to a general manager. <laughs> I was going to say, you just have the NFL cancel all of the other shows on the AM radio dial. Yeah. But that works too. I like you. I like the way you think there, Dwayne Patterson. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. See ya. Stay tuned for one last message from the Ed Morris Show coming up next. Thank you for watching or listening to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and through the Town Hall Media Player, or you can just come to hotair.com and watch my podcast for free. However, I'd also love to have you join us as members of our VIP and VIP Gold programs. That allows us to defeat the stranglehold that big tech has on information and get you the best information that we possibly can. Plus, we have a lot of new value-added content coming to us from Town Hall Media uh, stars and my good friend Adam Baldwin. He and I are doing the video series, The Amiable Skeptics. It's one hour of discussion a week strictly for our VIP and VIP Gold members. Plus, we have our VIP Gold chat with Kem Edwards every Wednesday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. We'd love to have you as members. Be sure to join up. Thanks again for watching the Ed Morrissey Show podcast.